In a world where James Franco is still considered a credible actor and Mike Busey can open a place called the Sausage Castle, one podcast will rise. One podcast will take a stand. Its hosts steadfast and strengthened by snark and snobbery. This podcast is Cinema Geekly. Thank you for downloading some of the Geekly uh, podcast. Uh, this week it is just myself, Aaron, and Aurora. No Anthony due to technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we're going to strictly be talking about Ant Man uh, because we tried talking about other stuff and it just it doesn't work out. None of us gave a shit of what we we're going to talk about. <laughs> I, I was caring about the conversation. I don't uh, know about you two, but it, I was. It, <laughs> it was nine minutes of Aaron and I stringing along movies. Basically, Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees style, and wrestling. <laughs> you know what you do character. is you post it after the ad to let to give people the option to listen to it, so they can hear the kind of bullshit that you know <laughs> that we that we sort out to deliver the gold nuggets that we do. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. There so this go. this one can't be canon; it'll just be strictly movie review. Okay, anyways, all of us saw Ant Man. Aurora saw it first, yeah. and then I think Aaron beat me by like a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, Aurora has a review up on the website at cinemageekly.com. Uh, you just want to talk about your review and your thoughts of the movie, and we'll definitely go more in depth because I really want to talk about MCU as a whole when it mm-hmm. comes to this movie because there is a lot I liked about this movie and a lot of things I just had issue in general because of what they're doing as a whole. Okay. So. Well, I personally liked it. Um, I went to it with low expectations I wasn't expecting much and I think that's why when I saw it I was surprised that it was actually entertaining Um, so and I like I like I was hesitant about Paul Rudd but he surprised me Um, he was charming and well he's always charming in every movie he's in he kind of placed the same character always (laughs) so you mean Josh from Clueless (laughs) yes Okay. I think so, he just shows up as Paul Rudd. Yeah, I think he does. Yes. So, um, but I really like Michael Douglas. I thought he did a great job. But he he's he's, he's Michael Douglas, so he always does a good job. Um, and yeah, and I liked personally. I liked that it was um, more less destruction compared to other Marvel movies. Um, I liked it heist part of it um i thought that was a cool new thing i don't know man that that kid's bedroom was fucked up (laughs) (laughs) well it was it was a contained destruction right (laughs) so it wasn't like throwing a city on top of another it did that had been superman (laughs) san francisco would have been fucked (laughs) so overall i liked it there were some plot holes and some things that i didn't like um 
the villain that much. I like Yellow Jacket as, you know, when he was in the costume and he was fighting Ant-Man, but I um, I didn't like his other um, side. It you seemed, like Corey Stoll? Um, I like him as an actor, actually. I just felt that, um, I don't know, it was the way that it was written, it, it didn't give me any... It, it wasn't interesting to me, his character. So, See, um, if you look at it how I did, that relationship, I, I kind of based it upon... Uh, okay, uh, go with me here. Uh, behind the candelabra a bit. Uh, okay. Whereas Corey Stahl was Matt Damon, the jilted lover, and that's where he's coming from. It's not as like a scorned, you know, uh, protege, but as a as a, a wrong young man who has had his heart broken. Yeah. By so, who? Like, if you Douglas? if you look at it like like a bit of like a, of a lover's quarrel, it really like oh ooh, it's just oh, so much more yeah. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but overall, overall, I liked it. I was entertained throughout the movie. So, and you yeah. gave it a four out of five, right? I did, I did. <sighs> Let's just get this one over out over with. Uh, what would you have given it? Me? Yeah. Well, do me last because I want to go into other stuff too. So I feel like you and I'll balance each other out because I'll probably use less hyperbole. Mm-hmm. So. I will go with Aaron next to build everything up, and then I'll I'll just kind of chip away as I go. I like the movie. We'll just start with that. But what what, what are your thoughts, Aaron? Uh, I liked it. Um, kind of like Aurora too. I mean, you know, everyone who listens knows. You know, my excitement started to build towards the end with all you know the the trailers we're seeing and all that. But initially, I mean, you know, just like everybody else, it. Just hearing the name Paul Rudd, you get a little freaked out, but you got to figure. I mean, the initial script was written by Edgar Wright. I mean, so right. this at its heart is a comedy film, and mm-hmm. it very much felt like an Edgar Wright movie. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, the only the only times you were reminded it was a Marvel movie was when they, you know, uh, he fought Falcon, or you know, they, right. they talked about Spider Man, you know, it, whatever shit. Like that's those are the only times you actually like shit. This is a Marvel movie. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just you know, a, a, sheep, a, a thief who can shrink, and it was cool. It, it was a really good standalone movie on its own, and. and my opinion i think uh the best origin story they've done uh so far not the best movie they've done but definitely the best origin story mm-hmm. and what would you have given it four and a half four and a half? Oh, okay yeah i mean it, it, the story on its own I mean, yeah it, you know it's it, it's based on a comic book man so i mean you know you, you got to take everything to see with, with with a bit of salt uh mm-hmm. You know, just to, to soak up the taste. But I mean, on its own, it was great. Yeah, I like the fact that they're finally going to give us. I mean, uh, a, a female with uh, superpowers. You know, mm-hmm. even, even though it, it's a suit. But I mean, you know, in yeah. some jungle fighting dudes, and you see the old wasp. I mean, mm-hmm. and just the fact that, that they awesome. showed Peggy Carter and they established they have a relationship. Mm-hmm. I guarantee Ant Man's going to show up on that show. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. Like the, you're going to see young young Hank. Uh, you know, soon. There's a lot they can explore there, so, so I mean, it won't it, it's be exciting. Douglas. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much they can do with that CGI stuff, man. That if yeah. they Jeff Bridges his ass in it like they did in the Neutron movie, it just it might be a, a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> my um, the the, the post credit stuff I thought was you know, I thought was fine too, and I love the interaction he had with Falcon. I mean, that, that entire fight, mm-hmm. you know, I was he's apologizing the whole time as he's kicking his ass. It, yeah. it was hilarious. I don't know that I've laughed more at a Marvel movie or any movie like in general, you know, in a a long time, it was honestly just a funny movie. Uh, but the parts where you could tell, um, that the script was changed a bit to fit, 
to mm-hmm. fit it better into the Marvel timeline. I mean, you got to figure too. A lot of these problems are based upon the fact that this Edgar Wright was developing this movie for years before Iron Man one even came out. So this thing has been, you know, sitting for a long time, and, and they had to do some work, obviously, to fit it into the the movie timeline and, and change some stuff. So you could kind of tell where, the, where those parts fit. But I mean, it wasn't seamless enough to where it was jarring to where I, I freaked out. Like, nope, you know, nothing. Nothing I saw made me check out a movie. I was able to stay, you know, engaged, happy, smiling, laughing the entire time. Uh, the post credit scenes I, I thought were great. I mean, I, I'm excited for what's coming. It, it's good to see, you know, like the shift in the Marvel Universe. Like, you, you could definitely tell, like, from Avengers Age of Ultron, like, it is going to get, uh, you know, like, it, it was kind of like their, their darker tone, I guess, uh, for the, the dramatic notes you hit. But I, I hope Ant-Man, much like Doctor Strange is going to be in what Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, will continue. It's just this different kind of shift in the way these movies feel. Like, it didn't feel paced like the normal Marvel movies. It just, mm-hmm. it felt like something in its own, which, you know, a lot of people are complaining about, but I mean, I, I found kind of refreshing. It was nice to see yeah. something that was Marvel that wasn't Marvel. So, mm-hmm. I really liked it. I, I go with four and a half. Yeah. Uh, I really like this movie. Uh, I would probably give it a four, only because the problems I have with it are, it's more of a problem I have with Marvel in general, but I'll, I'll go into that later. Uh, I liked Paul Rudd. I didn't believe anything that was trying to make him sound like he was smart. They should have put glasses on him. They missed their chance. They should have put glasses on him. Yeah, probably. I just, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe him being, like, when he was like, I have a master's in electrical engineering, I, in the theater, said bullshit. Like, I just said it as reactionary out loud. Um, That was. Yeah, that might be bullshit. I know a lot of engineers, and not one of them has a stomach like he did. You know what I mean? Well, and I and I was sitting there, and I was thinking, like, I like Paul Rudd. I think he, I thought he was good in the movie of what they were asking him to do. But yeah. I was thinking, like, if this movie actually got made ten years ago, I feel like John Cusack would have been perfect for this. Just because, oh, of, shut the fuck for what? <laughs> oh for, my god, to do what? Ant Man doesn't smoke <laughs> cigarettes and just complain about shit. You know what I mean? John Cusack, get the no, fuck no, out for of what here. they were asking Paul Rudd to oh, do. I just feel on. like with Cusack, I would have believed a little bit what? more of intelligence. Uh... Dude, John Cusack looked like he was sixty ten years ago. There's no fucking way. No, I just, I just was thinking that he, I he might have been Hank be... Pym in this movie. He could have been the older, wiser man, doling out knowledge. God, come Ma- on. Michael Douglas ten years ago could have done both these roles. Uh, Patrick, uh, I still think Patrick Wilson. They really, if they were to go, they should have gone Hank. If they were going to go Hank, he would have been perfect. But yeah. you know, you know, I, I love Michael Douglas in this. He definitely uh, Meryl Streep, uh, Paul Rudd, and their scenes together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite openings I've ever seen in a movie is is the the punching like in the prison. That was just that just made it for me. I love the whole beginning part of this movie. Like you were saying, this is one of the best origin stories without them ha- without them really doing an origin story. Right. right. It was get the suit, puts it on, does it. You he learns how to do stuff, but it it was more of like when Peter Parker was learning how to do stuff. Like it was funny to see him really just fuck up a few mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and so that was nice. And then I liked Corey Saul, but like you that was probably where I saw the biggest shift in the script writing. I feel like when he was when he was all whiny. Well, they just it felt like they were cutting stuff out. Like it just felt like he made a lot of dramatic turns as like as a character without Mm -hmm. seeing anything in between. Well, but see, but but it's explained by the particles. The particles alter your brain chemistry. Yeah, I know, but you've never seen him actually have any of the particles on him before that. 
But you could assume you that could. since he's been testing it, you know what I mean? Like that, she warned him a couple times about the particles. You know, they made it a point to squeeze that fucking line in. Like, hey, particles are bad for your brain. So I mean, you know, maybe you could assume. Yeah, you know, maybe he was bipolar. Maybe he didn't take his SSRIs. Maybe he ran out of lithium. I mean, you know, fucking shit gets weird around the holidays. Maybe it was near Christmas. See, that's <laughs> what I felt like they were trying to make it. Lo- I, I under, I know that. I know <laughs> that. I know that he was messing with it. Right. But I just feel like as it was going, like since you never saw it at any point in the movie, it was just kind of weird. Like you would feel like a movie like this, formulaically, you would throw this in there. Well, but dude, uh, you know his second scene, he turns a guy into a fucking thimble full of jelly. That should have let you know right off the get go, this dude's kind of fucked up. Well, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. He was juicing lambs for God's sake, man. <laughs> how, how, dude? My girlfriend, like, she got so sad. When that Why? happened, and I just looked over and I said, "What? You ever had lamb, lamb chops before?" Yeah. <laughs> Take <laughs> no, a look I at actually, that cage that lamb was in. That was a palace compared to you know what they do to pigs and cows and shit, man. Mm-hmm. I actually got sad when that. Uh, what was the name of the aunt? Anthony. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony. got yeah. blown that, that up. Part, that part. Yeah, that part made me. Oh sad. yeah, that was that was her old yeller moment. Except yeah, yeah. F- the uh, the except instant Paul Rudd didn't have to put him down. <laughs> <laughs> the instant that Paul Red named the aunt, my wife elbowed me. She's like, "Anthony's gonna die." I said, "What?" And then, like minutes later, I was like, "Oh fuck, man!" Yeah, yeah he's gonna die. Like kiss of death, they named him. It's like shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good call. Because uh, he <laughs> I was all bombed. That's who he needed like, why to Why did they have to show the single wing just flying? Like the bullet took out just the, the you know ninety percent of the ant, but just the wing survived. It's like, oh, yeah. well, that's who he's avenging is Anthony. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but. And this is something I, I never really, and I, I know I should have, I guess because I didn't put much thought into it, they're all comic book movies. But uh, I'm really tired of the white guy probably has a doctorate in something, running a company, uh, is the villain mm-hmm. in, in all these Marvel movies. And by well, that I, I mean, mean all three... <laughs> Are Iron you aware of the world? No, I know. I'm much what that shit is. I'm aware of it, but it seemed. But this has always been my problem with Marvel is they don't have strong villains, and the only villain I, I've like, yes, James Spader was great, but he was just, I mean, essentially he was Loki, just a little bit, you know. Yeah, well, what about here and you know, Loki and, or you know fucking Thanos, dude. Or, okay. Or oh, oh there man, those so many. The five seconds we've seen of Thanos, man. Yeah. So like that that doesn't count. Why doesn't it count? Because he's not like he he hasn't really shown anything yet. We haven't he seen threatened him to, to bathe the stars of this dude's blood. Like that's a, a serious fucking threat. Yeah. Man. But I mean, how many <laughs> movies are we deep into Marvel? And you, you're only naming Loki and Thanos, and I'll give you Ultron. Like I, what? We're I, nine I, I movies could, in. I could give you every villain from every movie, none except of, for Mickey Rourke. None <laughs> of them are really that great, though. Like Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston isn't a great villain. Is that really what you're okay. fucking saying? Uh, what did I? Are you not listening to what I'm saying? Because I said I'll give you Loki, <laughs> and I'll give you Ultron. William Hurt. Nah, he's not. He's not the bad guy. Abomination's the bad guy. He's William Hurt lame. is the bad guy of that movie. Nah, William Hurt's just William Hurt. He's let him. What about cigars. Hugo fucking Weaving, man? Yeah, he was. He was okay. Robert Redford. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel like I, Redford's <laughs> character isn't that great. It's just because it's Robert Redford. Like that's a that's a nostalgic vote. That has nothing to do with really the character. It's. I mean, it's pretty pretty bland. 
I did like the the Hydra touch in Ant Man. I thought that was great when he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, they're doing they're nothing what they were. They're doing great things though. Uh, but no, I did, that was kind of like I was thinking about it, and it's just I think that's why I've never really cared for Marvel too much. Like their best villains, Magneto, and they can't use him in this universe. Like that sucks. No, their best villain is Galactus, but I would put Thanos right after that. And there's a lot of villains too who are currently heroes that you know. Still got a lot of shit to cover, and, and really, I, I would, ta- I would, I would even put Mickey Rourke as a villain up against uh, Michael Shannon as Zod. Yeah, but I feel like you. I'm not even saying Zod was that great, but I've, more so than like Corey Stoll in this movie. Like, I at least understood the emotional angst. I didn't have to manipulate it and say it was a love affair behind the candelabra. Well, but you don't have to because they told you the particles mess with your brain chemistry. I know, but it, that's just, I don't know. It, it kind of so they, see, they it, tell you right there. It was like 1940s comic books. Like, he's the bad guy because he's the bad guy. Like, that's how this felt. Well, yeah, that's why Zod's the bad guy. He's the bad guy because he's the bad guy. Same shit. He's the bad guy because he wants to save his planet, and the only way he can save his planet is by killing somebody. Corey Stoll's the bad guy because his trusted mentor didn't trust him enough to give him his greatest secret, and then the you know the particles mess with his brain chemistry. Right, he only gave him his company. <laughs> He's letting him run his company. He didn't trust him enough with the big secrets. Yeah. It's not insane. But I just I don't know. I just feel like I think that's why I, I feel like these Marvel movies meet, need stronger villains, and until they. But you always rate them really well for thinking the villains suck. Well, yeah, because they're fun and entertaining. I can overlook it. I can I can like a movie and you know have problems with it. I like but Jurassic that, the World. The movie is a major part of the movie. Yeah, I know that, but it's not. I mean, but it's not enough to affect how you rate it. It isn't. That's why I said four. That's why I didn't say like four and a half or five. Uh. I mean, it was fun. And he's also not in it that much, so I mean, I'm not gonna say three and a half because the guy's like not even in it. It's not really about Ant Man and Yellow Jacket. It's about Ant Man and ants and getting back to nature. But I don't know. I just I really liked it, but I don't know. I had some issues. So who do you think was outstanding to this? Who 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 for you stood out? Because you made a comment to. To Aurora off air, and I, I just kind of want to hear it again. <laughs> so, who, who did you think stood out in this movie the most? Well, like I said, I like Michael Pena. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, he made me laugh every single time he was on screen. So, I don't know. I thought I think he stole the show when he was in the in every scene he was. He was the one that I was looking at and paying attention to. So. Was Michael Payne your standout, Aaron? No, I'm, I'm just going back because I want to be able to quote Aurora exactly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. I think okay, it's let's the, see. Like, the okay, second to paragraph. Quote, to, to quote uh, our, our beloved Aurora, but oh, for geez. me, the best actor in the movie was yes. Michael Pena. Yes. I stand wow. by that. Oh. I stand by it. I, I think Anthony was a bit more convincing. Like he was fine in the movie, but I don't think he was the best actor in it. I think that's a Robert Downey Jr. syndrome. Like he's the funniest, so he's the best. Right. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was because well, you know, he even though he's playing kind of like the stereotypical 
Hispanic that he <laughs> always does. He sure is. He no, he does. doesn't play it in End of Watch. He's um, really good in that movie. Well, but, you know, even though he's playing the stereotypical Hispanic, which he always, he kind of always does, I, f- I kind of felt like, uh, I don't know, I felt good that he was in a Marvel movie and now he's not going to be, you know, he's going to get more exposure maybe and maybe, because I, th- I really think I don't know how much actor. more exposed that dude could be. He's fucking everywhere. I don't know. Hopefully he gets more roles. I mean, T.I. I, I really think he's a good actor, so... Yeah. I, I feel like T.I. played a pretty uh, typical role. Dave! Yeah, <laughs> Dave. Like, I, I felt like that was probably worse than Michael Pena being pigeonholed. That was... It was it was so pigeonholed. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought he was great in it, but... Um, damn, they really stuck to those stereotypes with the uh, extra crew members. Yep. And it's nice seeing the guy who uh, got shaken down by a Harvey Dent being a computer hacker in Russia now. That was that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. I like it, yeah, but yeah, Russian guy, he's got tattoos everywhere. You know what I mean? It's just like, fuck, man, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's not the first Russian guy they've had with a bunch of tats in their movies. Yeah, but at least Mickey Rourke, he probably actually got his shit in a gulag. You know what I mean? No, those are, he already had like, those. He might actually have like that upside-down cat that's squirting piss out of its, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, on, on his face. <laughs> that's just how he rolls. So... You were talking about the post-credit scene. So, mm-hmm. how well do you think that sets? Or I guess not well. We, I think we all know how well it sets up. But uh, where do you think it's really going to be a starting off point for the Civil War? Because it doesn't seem like it's going to be it, anywhere close. Off, it's not a starting off point at all. I, I think it, yeah. it's it's uh, at least it, after the first act or into the first act. It, it, you know, from what they were talking about, from where like you know he's like a week ago we could call Tony. You know, blah blah blah. I think that we're already into the Civil War by the time that scene took place. What do you think the Civil War is going to be? Because I don't think it's... It doesn't seem like they can go the whole secret identity thing since no one has a secret identity in these uh, Marvel movies. So what do you think the struggles well, going to actually I mean, be about? Ant- Ant-Man does. Uh, uh, enough no, people Hawk, know Hawkeye's family, nobody really knows. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think his wife is advertising who her husband is. I mean, so the, there is some secrecy to the group. but or And, you know, there's Spider-Man coming along, too. Just because Stephen Strange is a doctor doesn't mean it's a known hero. So, you know, th- there's a lot of ways they could go. They could actually do the Superhero Registration Act. And they've already mentioned it at the end of the Avengers. There was that crawler where that representative from New York was talking mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's probably definitely the way they're going to be going. Um, but if they don't, it could just be where, you know, Cap is Cap. He sees the good in people. He's trying to save Bucky. And Tony's like, you know, enough of this shit, you know. And then, you know, that could just be what kicks it off is, you know, Tony thinks it's a lost cause. He should be locked up. And then, you know, as a matter of fact, everybody should come forward and say who they, you know. And then that's what, that could be what starts the Super Registration Act. So I really think that's the way they're going to go. I mean, I know it sucks because Fox has all the properties they do and, Oh, it'd be so awesome if well, one day... the only people you're going to be missing in that comic book run is the Invisible Woman is really the only thing, because... Yeah, but, but everybody had the option. I mean, there was, yeah. there was Civil War, Wolverine, Civil War, X-Men, you know, Deadpool. There was there was so much they could have included. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, they're going to do what they can. Uh, but goddamn, that movie is so cram-packed with, yeah. with superheroes. There's no way it's not going to be the Superhero Registration Act. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. And since you mentioned it, and I completely forgot about, and this is what I wanted to actually talk about in the what would be the post credit scene after this. Uh, Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. said 
if in the X Force movie he wants Cable to be the leader, who do you want to play Cable? This is for both of you. What? Oh, well, today. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be made in like four or five years. So, you, I mean, yes. Oh, uh, Michael mm-hmm. Bean. Mm-hmm. That's my answer. Michael Bean. I don't feel like I'd be intimidated by seeing Michael Bean, Michael Bean, Michael Bean across from me on a screen, though. I would. Dude, he, he's, a, he's a natural six-footer. He already looks like Cable. He's graying out. You what know about what I mean? Stephen Lang? You see the guy from uh, Avatar? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, no. That, I, after I, fucking... That, that's all he can do is just be large and, you know, have eyeballs like he's taking a big thumb up the ass. <laughs> And besides, he's only like 5'9". He's not really all that big. Ah, camera angles. Yeah, but, you know, why not go with Michael Bean? He's a better actor than Stephen Lang is. Stephen Lang can get rocked up as shit. Like, he was pretty thick, you know, and he wasn't... Okay, he wasn't the worst part of the new Conan movie. That was Rose McGowan, but he was definitely number two. (laughs) (laughs) Or or who would you like to see as Cable? Oh, my God. I don't want to say who came up. (laughs) Michael Pena. You want to see Michael Pena play uh, Cable? When you asked that question, there was an actor that came up in my brain, and I don't want to say John it. John Hamm. I don't want to say it. Channing no. Tatum. Please no. say it. Is it Channing Tatum? Is it? Piper no, Baraboo. No, no, who came up, who came up in my brain was John claude Van Damme. You know... Wow. <laughs> uh, Huh. Can we dub his voiceover with something okay. else? Sure. See, this is a touchy subject here, Aurora. Uh, <laughs> I do love JCVD uh, with all of my heart, but I just, in no way, uh, and I mean the greatest, the greatest respect to this. In no way do I want him anywhere near. The, I don't even want him to see this. No, I don't want. I'm just saying what came up. <laughs> I mean, he he would be a great cable. He does look like it, but just if he talks, it's like ah. <laughs> and there's and you want to hear Van Damme talk in a movie. If you see Van Damme in a movie, you want to hear <laughs> yes. his shitbag accent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I couldn't see it was Cable. Oh, <laughs> damn it! But it's a good how idea. About, uh, how about Clive Owen? Uh, no, no. He, he's a. I think he, he plays tough guys, but his face is just too doughy to take. You know, he's got a nose like he's a cherub. You can't really find him all that scary. Yeah, after seeing Children of Men, he's definitely doe-eyed in a lot of things. Like when shit gets real, like he is not. It's just a crying bitch. Yeah, he he run. He's in the whole movie with sandals, running away. I mean, I understand. Any, any why. man who can run in sandals should play cable in my eyes. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I do kind of like. I do like the idea of Clive Owen. Who would you pick? I mean, he's already Thanos, but. Oh, Brolin. He's, he's just a man's man. Yeah. And that's why I want Cable to be like a man's man. I mean, they don't, And Hollywood just doesn't make those anymore. Like, like it, Eastwood if he was 20 years younger and not batshit crazy. I, no, he could be batshit crazy all he wants. I don't care. If, if I don't you're know, giving, man. If, After him talking to empty furniture and shit, you don't, <laughs> think, you don't think he does that on a daily basis in his kitchen talking to a bowl of fruit? <laughs> Uh, I mean, even, like, Scott Glenn, like, ten years ago would have been okay. Oh, yeah. What about uh, Kurt Russell? Oh, dude, oh, yes, God. yes. A thousand <laughs> times it. Kurt Russell. There you go. Hey, you got it. Uh, I hope uh, Hollywood, get squad. right on that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I believe it, too, man. Kurt Russell giving Deadpoolers? Oh, yeah. that'd be great. Yes. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Oh, okay. I'm glad we ended on that good note. <laughs> See, but... I- <laughs> 
I, I miss I miss the Kurt Russell like eighties and nineties hair. You know what I mean? Like it, it was beautiful, it was flowing. He could have eight. it. Yeah. The tango and cashier. You think cash he could pull hair? it off? I think yeah. he's still yes, the tango and cashier. It's beautiful that guy's hair. He still has the hair. Yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't grow it out anymore. Like you don't really get to appreciate the beautiful flowing locks. Oh, he definitely has not it's not that flowing, but he definitely has He's he's just a few inches away from having that hair in Fast Seven. Like for oh for the Hateful Eight. No, well, in Furious Seven, he he get, he has oh. pretty long hair in that movie. Maybe maybe he grew it out for the Cowboy movie. Maybe we'll see the the flowing locks return. Yeah. All right. So top of the box office, at uh, number five is Jurassic World at eleven point five million. Uh, inching their way close. I think they're about fourteen million away from passing Avengers domestically, and about. 10 million away from passing it worldwide and it still hasn't opened in japan so it may topple titanic mm-hmm. inside out inside out at 11 and a half uh one of i think pixar is like fourth or third highest movie of all time and it's never reached number one uh train wreck opened at 30 million i will be seeing that tonight the amy schumer lebron james flick I would I would say John Cena LeBron, LeBron James. Personally. I haven't. He's not even in any of the trailers. You haven't even seen John Cena once. <laughs> he, he's supposed <laughs> to be a surprise because he's playing her, possibly sexually confused, uh, overworked out boyfriend. Well, her. I thought her boyfriend was uh, is Bill Hader in this movie. No, she starts dating Bill Hader like on the side, like on the DL. Oh. He he he's the side sugar. Is Bill Hader. Wow, that's, I feel like that would be reversed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, know, I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like Bill Hader would handle your emotional needs, and I'm going to go ahead and guess the physical needs would be jackhammered into you by John Cena. Dude, that's but I, I don't because he's think, not Seth Rollins. I don't think he could reach you because, given the girth of his thighs, like I, I, I bet you, like his penis is just like it's so pinched off in the middle, it just wore off to a nub. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it all went to his traps. Yeah, I mean his his balls definitely hide like on the inside because his thighs are just they're way too together, like they're way too muscly. Yeah, and he can't swim, so raw water aerobics no. are. It sounds like a dolphin every time he gets a little slick down there with some sweat because it's just all, all the rubbing. I really didn't want to. Yeah, that's John Cena's thighs when he walks. <laughs> it sounds like he's wearing leather. Yeah, wet leather. <laughs> or he's a DJ. Or he's strangling a dolphin. <laughs> at number oh, two... Wait, hey, wait. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I say at number two is the Minions movie at 49.3. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a cute little movie. Um, they're definitely going to make another one. Uh, and opening at number one, below what it was supposed to open at, at fifty-seven point two million, Ant-Man. But it still hit a hundred, right? Because overseas. Yeah, I think it was like I think it I think it opened at like hundred and twenty. I think was what it was. Not bad. They say it's probably going to do about as well as Thor: The Dark World, um, or it's going to be around Thor. So kind of at the bottom end, which is pretty much what you expected. Uh, this is probably the first movie I've ever seen after a release go up in Rotten Tomato scores critically. Mm-hmm. That was kind of strange. I really liked it. Like, it, I, I really, I'm sticking to it. It's, it's their best origin story. Yeah, Pro- mm-hmm. you think it's better than Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, because uh, that, I, I, that's why I like their I, origin I story. There isn't one. Like a, like an origin story, though. You know what I mean? Because they were all. Yeah. It was, it was like watching the Avengers. You know, everybody just kind of came together. 
Yeah, and that's I think that's why Guardians work so well is they didn't waste time on an origin story. You know, right. you didn't have to see the Waynes get murdered again. Right. <laughs> so but we're going to <laughs> fuck just, yeah! It's going to be Jeffrey Dean Morgan months. too. <laughs> he could never live in any Jeffrey like Dean Morgan. Man, he could be Cable. I think he'd be a good Cable. Oh no, dude! He was the comedian. Like I'm going to be thinking Cable's just doing nasty shit to people the whole time. Yeah. Th- well, he kind of does do that. Yeah, but but not like the comedian. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> comedians like Deadpool, not like in the Bill evil. Cosby comedian way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's dark shit. Okay, so do we want to try and do this allfoots.net? I, I promise there is a parts unknown oh, yeah. coming. <coughs> I, I pulled it up, or do you have it? I, I don't have it up because I didn't okay, want. I got to it, do it. Um, we do have a parts unknown podcast coming. A couple of us have watched the movie uh, God Bless America. I'm not going to spoil anything um, for those of you who listen to the show about what I thought of it, so just tune in. But we are going to go pick our newest movie. So we go to allflix.net. There it randomizes everything on Netflix, movies, TV shows, and all that. You can select different genres, but we never do because we're idiots. Uh, You can even select the year from 1900 to 2015. Uh, Netflix rating, I mean, all movies, TV shows, documentaries, essentially what it is is whatever piece of shit gets presented to us, we'll watch for you so that you don't have to, or if you choose to afterward, I mean, it's your own damn fault. We warned you. Um, If we get a TV show, we will watch the uh, pilot of that show, and then we'll tell you what we thought. So all the settings Unless it's Firefly, then we'll have to watch a different episode. Okay, I'll I'll stick to that. Because that pilot is god-awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. The pilot was not so good. Um, let's see. Allflix.net. Blah, 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 blah. Something good, something good, something good. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. There we go. <laughs> Hang on, I'm having an issue finding the randomized button on here. What? what? Are you serious? Got it. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Okay, Netflix rating 1 to 5, IMDb rating 0 to 10. Okay, go. This looks like shit. <laughs> uh, oh. Is it Zombievers? No, yes. I loved that movie. Yes, please. <laughs> that movie was badass. Uh, it's a 77-minute documentary from 2014, Farmland. Six yeah. young farmers and ranchers discover the joys and challenges of one of America's oldest industries in all of its varieties. Uh, yeah. While I do appreciate farmers... I don't want to watch 77 minutes worth of this shit. Um, but we're going to, just for you guys, the the uh, the teaser image of the trailer, if it's any enticement, is literally a dude standing in a dirt patch leaning against a shovel on a cell phone. Uh, Netflix rating is 4.1 stars out of 5. Okay, a lot of farmers have Netflix. IMDb rating is 6.3 out of 10. Are you sure that was Netflix? Because it sounds like that was FarmersOnly.com rating. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't have to be lonely uh, anymore. I'm not happy about this shit either, man. But it wasn't the cobbler. You know what I mean? It could have been a lot worse. You know, you know Netflix the, really the, wants uh, me to watch that. The cobbler? Yeah, it, it's like... Because it, it's always like the headline feature on my on my Netflix it's like watch I the cobbler and I'm like make, I want no. someone to make the gobbler where they get an Adam Sandler uh, impersonator and he's just gobbling dongs for like 30 minutes straight oh they've made that already I mean there's just a freight train of dick going in this guy's mouth and I want him quoting Adam Sandler out al- like albums the whole time <laughs> shut up goat yeah they're all gonna laugh at you yeah he, just gobbling them down <laughs> that's what 
the gobbler should be. So we're going to watch Farmland for you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can check us out at semigeekly.com. Uh, hit us up on our Facebook page. Like that Facebook page. We, you can find the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, or directly download from cinemageekly.com. Where Twitch. we have. Twitch, bitches. Where, okay, let, me, let me get there. Where we have Cinema Geekly Premium. For $12 a year, you get all the premium podcasts. And I promise you, they are 100 times better than anything you're going to listen to right now. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's at least 100 episodes. I know this because I've done 89 of them. Uh, and as Aaron said, Twitch, I know that Aurora, if she is brave enough to let you see her die several times, will be doing stuff on Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Aaron and myself will definitely be doing more... Uh, What's that game called? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Uh, the well, I'm terrible at. Maybe you guys will actually see it from my perspective, which is usually just respawn and collecting tags. So, uh, if you're more into that, or if you want to see someone actually kill people, we'll probably just keep going with Aaron. And you I can am just, really good. You can just listen to me talk uh, about how I'm dying and 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 describing the Korean level as Wrigley Field. Uh, so. Uh, that's the that's this episode of Cinema Geekly, and thank you for downloading. For more content like Who Made Who, Level Your Gear, the Gotham Podcast, Flashing Arrow Podcast, and the new horribly flawed and incredibly decisive podcast, visit cinemageekly.com slash premium and part with just twelve dollars. That's twelve bucks for a year's worth of awesome content. What else could you buy for $12 that will last all year and give you hours of geeky entertainment? 